0: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 9th of March, and Wall Street had a good night last night, up 305, record high. It was up 652 at one point. But this similar pattern is still going on. NASDAQ down 2.4%. Apple, Tesla, all down. And the same thing's happening here. The tech stocks Peaking, we've got Afterpay now below $100, down 10% today, and it peaked at $160. So that's down 37.5% from the top, more than that actually. And we talked in our morning meeting about this maturing of the market And I'll come to that in a bit. And we talked about cyclical recovery, aggressive recovery stocks, and value, earnings-based value taking over again from high-priced momentum, FOMO, technology, whatever you want to call it. And what's driving that at the moment is this... $1.9 trillion bill, which got through the Senate in the US at the weekend and is likely to get through the House or Congress this week. And Janet Yellen talked about it fueling a very strong economic recovery, but that the economy won't run too hot. Of course, it won't run too hot. It's Goldilocks, Janet. She is the master of the middle ground, no extremes. But anyway, this bill stimulus bill is driving the recovery stocks as I say there's cyclical recovery there's also aggressive recovery which things like energy and travel stocks and you'll notice again today corporate travel up 4.6 percent flight center Qantas up they're what you might call aggressive recovery then there's cyclical recovery things like financials banks we argued this morning about putting banks into the growth portfolio we've got them in the income portfolio as well so we're fine there but I still don't think they're growth stocks but goodness we are as good as going short one of the best performing sectors at the moment which will benefit from rising interest rates by not holding them, and maybe we should. Sector breaking the long-term downtrend at the moment. Anyway, that aside, the 10-year bond yields creeping up, 1.6% in the US, 13-month high. Some of the economic numbers like unemployment in the US, 6.2% in February. We've got the National People's Congress in China going on this week, and it looks like they are going to continue to push for 6% plus GDP growth, which is good for Australia, good for resources, good for our economy. But the main point to make today is that there is this shift. Is it it short term? Is it medium term? There is this shift now away from the high price momentum stocks into the regular earnings based value, if you want to call it Stocks that are more core to the economy rather than peripheral. I think I see it as an opportunity in some of these tech stocks, the tech stocks that will be around forever, like Afterpay, zero, but it may have a bit to run yet. Meanwhile, banks up, resources up, the big stuff up. Now, I've written today about standing on the Gulf practice putting green at the weekend and there were a bunch of lads, there was a group booking of his lads, uh, the wrong word, all in the same polo shirt, a big group of 25 to 35-year-olds, and they were all talking the stock market. Tesla's down 30%. Last chance to get on board, mate. I'm on Z1P or Zip. Can't go past Afterpay. GameStop was up 52% on Thursday. It is all the chatter, and I've told you about my 19-year-old daughter who has squirreled money away all her life put her head around the study door the other day and said, Dad, I want to put $5,000 into the stock market. She works in a restaurant bar and $5,000, I think that's 200 hours of work, 50 shifts. And one of her friends has made tens of thousands of dollars using JobKeeper money initially, catching some fabulous stocks in the last few months. And I realize, and this is what I've written today, I realize, well, I've, I've known it for a while, but when you've been in the stock market forever and you see people frenzying on the Gulf cutting practice green about something you've done all your life, you begin to realize that there is a sentiment boom going on. And you sort of wonder, and you as Marcus Today members who have presumably been around for decades, been running your super funds, you do wonder whether they know anything about stocks. Is everything we've done over the decades pointless if people can chop up for three months of their lifetime and make a fortune without knowing anything about stocks other than the fact that they are, it's a bandwagon they've got to get on? And I wonder whether they will know when to jump off. They clearly should have jumped off in the last couple of weeks if they've been in all the high profile BNPL technology stocks. And you begin to wonder, does brains matter? Do you need brains to make money in the stock market? Or just a, what What have they got? What's their edge? A feel for the mood. And if they have got any edge, it's probably they're on social media. They're probably on Reddit picking up a vibe that we didn't pick up. And I see there's someone in the AFL, AFR, AFL, AFR probably is the AFL, AFR summit going on today where a lot of speakers are, are speaking and one of them is talking about the crowds That have collected on social media—is social media the right word? Have collected online and have started to have a presence in the stock market. And maybe, maybe some of these younger people are more engaged, younger than me, more engaged with that part of the market. And that's been a relevant, important part of the market recently. Seeing where they are paying their attention. But you do ask: Is this? anything to do with value or is this all to do with sentiment? A share price is a combination these days of value and sentiment. But let me say a word on value and apologies to all those people who did three years of purgatory getting a CFA qualification so they could value stocks. Well, it's not so they could value stocks, so they get very high salaries working to build someone else's assets in investment banking. But that's enough about that. What I'm trying to say is that making money out of the stock market used to be about finding undervalued stocks. But making money out of the stock market now, not just at this moment, but even when we're not in this sort of sentiment bubble, making money out of the stock market is now less maths and more art there is so much data around or available there's simply no edge in being able to value a stock anymore all that i've always got very upset with one fund manager on stage who talked about the the secret herbs and spices that they use in valuing a company as if there's some edge in being able to value a company. It's just rubbish. And is so 1980s. There was a time that stock picking was done through value analysis, but stock picking is not done through value analysis now. There is no intellectually higher ground being a value investor. You can value a stock these days literally on your mobile phone. If you've ever looked at one of our stock boxes on your mobile phone, you'll see in there there's an intrinsic value calculation. This is now a commodity. It is not an edge. And I've got a shot of the Tesla stock box in the strategy piece today. By the way, if you want to put US stocks into our stock box, just find the code, ignore whatever's after the decimal point and put dot US on the end. So Tesla is on the NASDAQ as TSLA.O. Normally, if you put TSLA.US into our stock box, you can get any S&P 500 stock box up. So Tesla, for instance, on the stock box, 86% overvalued. But does that matter? And I would suggest to you that it probably doesn't matter nearly as much. The Warren Buffett way is now not an edge. It's an exhausted commodity. It used to be a highbrow stock picking technique and you had to read the intelligent investor to understand it. And that created an, a barrier to entry for individual investors that it lasted for decades. But technology's overtaken the science and there is no need in a world of readily available valuations. And they're on our stock box, all of which are flawed because they are full of input guesswork and assumptions. There is no need for an individual to do their own discounted cash flow valuations using, using a weighted average cost of capital suitable to the particular industry that the stock operates in. In a quiet bull market, at best, a valuation or any sort of fundamental valuation based on a historic and forecast progression in earnings or dividends or the balance sheet provides little more than a sensible filter that helps to limit risk and guard against blatant stupidity on the investor's part. But it's not an edge. Value is a commodity. So if knowing the value of a company isn't an edge and doesn't move a share price, what does move a share price? Well, as I said, it is a combination of value and sentiment. And what makes money is the ability to pick the extremes in both of those, both value and sentiment, and identify when the herd has got it wrong and being able to time when the herd is waking up to it. It's a very different game these days, and I would argue it's a better game. The herd is bigger, the extremes are more extreme, the adjustments are quicker, and the opportunities have multiplied, and the ability to exploit the herd, remember you've got to watch the herd, don't join the herd, The ability to exploit the herd is higher, happens more often, the moves are more extreme, and those extremes repair themselves in quick time. And in the middle of a sentiment boom like we're in, irritatingly for most of you, you are probably finding it very hard to simply invest for the long term, which is what all retirees want to do. They just want to buy stocks and sit on them forever and shut your eyes to the short term. But when you see 50 or hundred thousand dollars worth of value being created and maybe in the last couple of weeks lost you are forced by the volatility by seeing how much you were worth two weeks ago compared to today and realizing that you should have sold that it's not that easy it's not one way forever that you can lose money just as rapidly you're forced into engaging with the stock market and dare I say it Can we use that dirty word trading instead of investing? And that's really the quandary for people who have been making easy money or have only just started to engage with the stock market, made easy money, lost money in the last couple of weeks. Lost possibly a lot of money in the last couple of weeks. You've got to choose whether you are going to engage with the stock market, whether you're going to join the established crowd of investors, or whether you're going to recognize that you have simply been a participant at the right time over some of the best months in the stock market in a long time and whether you should perhaps cut and run. Because if you're going to stay around, you need to decide, are you going to engage with the stock market or invest in the stock market, which means shut your eyes to the short term, or whether you're going to say thank you very much and get on with making money In traditional ways, are you going to engage or cut and run? It has been a wonderful run, a great start to your stock market career if you have just started. But I can tell you it isn't normal. It isn't normal that people are talking about the stock market on the practice putting green. It's not normal that everybody's talking the same small group of stock codes. It isn't normal that my 19-year-old daughter's sticking her head around the door and saying I want to invest 200 hours of my time in the stock market. So what are you going to do? And what are you is the bigger question. There are people who have significantly engaged in the stock market in the last few months. I bought a motorbike off a guy who said, I'm big into the stock market. It's not normal stuff. So if you're sitting there wondering whether you should have sold over the last couple of weeks, wondering what you know about the stock market, what edge you have other than doing well in the last few months... Do you have the interest and passion to carry on when it gets a bit harder? If not, and if you can answer honestly, if not, well, you know what your next move is. For the rest of us, we, of course, choose to engage that's what we do. Our, our job at Marcus today is to engage. We have a team that wakes up every day with no other purpose than to engage. We love it. Most of our members love it. Most of you love it. So we know our choice. But my words are to the people on that putting green, to my daughter's friends who are making tens of thousands of dollars out of JobKeeper money. Do you actually have an edge at all? When it gets harder, have you decided what to do about it? Do you have the courage to trade or are you just going to sit there? There now in your after pay and fingers crossed and hope or are you going to join us and engage anyway a bit of a waffle today but you get the idea there is a bit of a boom going on and some people are a little bit lost you don't have to be just work out whether you are a lucky participant at the right time in which case you should probably cut and run or whether you're actually going to enjoy it and join us your call right waffle that's about that i did a load of work this morning spreadsheet work is why things are a little bit late today. Trying to work out the investable weight factors for ASX 200 and 300 stocks. I think I got there. I'll try and add them to the All Ordinary spreadsheet and trying to work out from that which stocks are likely to go into the ASX 200 when the index is rebalanced on Friday. I got lost in the data, but I think stocks could possibly go into the ASX 200 include NIC, PLS, CDA, CIA. We will see whether I've got that right or wrong later this week and there are a few stocks need to come out as well. I'm not going to begin to guess those just in case I'm wrong. It was all a bit complex. As I leave you the ASX 200 up 25, Dow futures up 130. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.